look at the areas of how to, you know, optimize things for the people around you too, not just for your customer. Uh, so uh, your your employees, your team, and things like that. Um, I know if I if we would have done that as a company, if we would have made that a priority from day one, uh, we would be where we are at, you, you know, a year ahead of time or more. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Caleb Pearson of Top Sheet. Caleb, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, by the way. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Caleb so you can hear about all the awesome things he's doing. And being in the film production industry for over 10 years, Caleb was able to see the major problem in the film industry associated with the processes behind the camera being 50 plus years old, still working off pen and paper. He reached out to a friend, now co-founder Stanley Yang, who has a background in software development, and they created the company Top Sheet making production admin up to 25 times faster, being more than a payroll service, but instead a platform for end-to-end production admin. Caleb, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes, I am. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more about how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your business. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a great question. So I, 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 uh, like I said, I started off in production. I was trained by a man named Brian Frankish, who did Field of Dreams, Righteous Kills, Stuart Little, Life nice. as a House. And, uh, you know, I started uh, uh, producing films uh, because of him, line producing and so on and so forth. And I, I just kind of saw the nightmare, literally like, uh, you know, just, you know, everything in front of the camera is moving at light speed. We have, you know, CG and all these other things. And behind the camera, the crews are kind of forgotten. It's still pen and paper. It's mm -hmm. still archaic. And, you know, just getting getting a crew paid is a, is a nightmare. So, um, you know, I don't know why we're paying people a quarter of a million dollars uh, to do a job and 80% of their job is paperwork. So mm -hmm. my whole heart was is like, hey, how can we make these communities, which, you know, each film set is this community that are, you know, comes together for, you know, a six to six month to two year period. Uh, how do we make this uh, better for them? And uh, how do we, uh, how do we, how do we, you know, so make life better? How do we make the work hours better? Because right now it's like 14 to 16 hours is the average. Uh, um, you know, how do we solve these issues? And uh, happily, Stanley, I was kind of venting about this to him after a production I'd gotten off of. And we just kind of started imagining a solution for this. And kind of the, the story goes from there. We, we started working together. We built a small team together. And uh, our first year was definitely, uh, I don't know if you know the phrase MVP, which is like minimal viable product. Mm -hmm. We definitely first released our MP, which is just a minimal product. And then we, <laughs> we developed it to be a minimal viable product. And like where we're at now is where we have a product that's, you know, great uh, for our users, but that comes from, you know, you know, taking a lot of criticism and uh, suggestions and really listening to our, our customers. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of the journey has just been, is just having a pain going to solve it and then 
helping other people's pains in the process, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that I always say that's how I define, you know, entrepreneurship at the heart is, it's definitely problem solving a little bit of firefighting and stuff in, in the middle of that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of my absolute favorite, and actually the book that I got when I first started the blog was uh, the lean startup with uh, Eric rise. And it, it was a phenomenal read because so many times we see these businesses like Dropbox is an example. We don't realize where they started and they often start out with the MVP or MP and literally <laughs> grow and expand from there. So I um, love to kind of hear, you know, your journey and the way that you all have been able to build and grow that. Yeah. Thank you. That it's, it's been quite a journey. It's been, it been going off kind of what you're saying there too, is like one of the books that really uh, inspired me during this process was, is um, it's called um, Delivering Happiness. I cannot mm. remember Tony's last name, Tony H. Uh, H yeah, the, I know how to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's more of what it is. I don't remember how to say it, so I don't want right. to butcher it. But uh, Delivering Happiness is, is honestly one of my, you know, favorite books, uh, you know, as a CEO, because it's, it's focused on the thing that matters most, your customers. Uh, even though I would say not every business believes that, I would say is that's really where it needs to start is like, you know, you should be solving problems for your customers. And if you can do that, you can build a company uh, such as Zappos, what he did. So mm -hmm. yeah, you know, but yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And you know, you, a lot of times you have that North Star, you remember why you're doing what you're doing. And I think so many times we can, you know, lose um, sight of that. So um, speaking of delivering happiness, I know you have created a better mousetrap, so to speak for, you know, your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more about uh, Top Sheet? Tell us what it is and how exactly it solves these problems for your clients. Yeah, that's a great question. So um in the industry, there's, uh, in film industry specifically, uh, you know, companies have these payroll systems. Now, payroll is much more complex than other industries because you're erecting a company that's going to spend, you know, $10 million to $150 million within a few months, you know. Uh, so you have these crews that you're hiring and firing within that period. Uh, and in that, you have unions, you have, uh, well, around 30 of them, if you consider all the locals involved. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of complexity to that. So what, what it had been happening in the industry for the last you know, 50 plus years uh, had been a pen and paper process of payroll companies coming on as the employer of record, which is a legal term we don't need to go into as much, but, uh, mm -hmm. and, and taking on that burden uh, and, you know, going back and forth through faxes and emails and uh, processing payroll. Uh, but the grand scheme of everything is there's tons of these processes going on from call sheets, which is basically just letting your crew know where to go at what time, um, uh, you know, just start forms, crew management, you know, so on and so forth that really all could tie in together. And so what we do is we kind of solve all these problems, uh, you know, call sheet, just getting that out can take an hour and a half uh, for a first AD every day they work. Um, and so we, we brought that down to about 10 minutes, um, just nice. using smart data. And that's kind of what we, we decided to do is like, Hey, yes, we make our money through payroll, um, uh, by simplifying that, but really all these other tools, uh, should be a production solution. Cause at the end of the day, we're serving our customers. Um, so we take the information from the call sheet since we know which time you're supposed to show up and we put that into the time card. Like, why do you have to do that twice? Uh, we create profiles for every person on uh, on a crew set to where their w4 their i9 that information is stored which with other services they have to go every time they work and these guys work on a new project daily weekly or monthly right and they're having to refill that out every time a new start packet with us they do it once and they're done um, so what we kind of tackle is what's a production solution from everybody from the producer down to the lowest, you know, production assistant. Um, and we simplify that through a desktop app and a mobile app 
at the same time, you know, to where they can fill out their time cards instead of having paper and all these other pro problems. And, you know, with COVID, we didn't expect that uh, we would have to create a touchless solution, but that's just where we were headed anyways. So, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love, you know, thinking uh, obviously of the core or the maybe foundational service that you, you provided, but seeing that there's other ways you can, you know, improve that mousetrap, so to speak, you can provide a better experience because it's just a natural progression from where you were and what you were building and you have the data and the tools and the and tool set to do that. And I think any big company, as we kind of talked about with the MVP, is able to iterate, able to grow, able to expand and pay attention to its clients and its customers and, and provide that value in those solutions. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's just listening to your customers. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think I think a lot of times we we when we're creating a company, we get super caught up on what we have in our mind. You know, what the product we think it should be, and we did that too. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> be we all did. Yeah, and then you you stop, and when you start listening, you start realizing is oh, you know, if I just do that, you know, and it's not always listening to what they're asking for. It's, it's listening to what their pain is, you know, right. and then solving it the best way. Uh, and that's something we had to like be really aware of because if we just listen to the customer, you know, a lot of these guys have been in the industry for 20 years. They don't want change. Right. But if we listen to what the customer's pains are, we can be almost like a parent. It's like, I know this isn't necessarily what you're asking for, but I know this is what you yeah. need. And that's right. kind of where we need to step in and do what they need. And it's funny, you start seeing adoption. We're like, oh yeah, this is what I need. Thank you. Um, yeah. But it's that first push, you know? Yeah, I absolutely love that. There's a, a, a Henry Ford quote that says, if everybody would ask me what uh, what they would have wanted, they would ask for a faster horse, not a car. So, you know, really what you talked about is really understanding the pain point and not being caught in the the, the pillar or the, uh, the um, kind of focus on what already exists, but creating something sometimes that's new um, and even more innovative. So um, would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce or your secret sauce for your business or yourself personally? Is it that ability to kind of listen to your clients and customers, but still be able to kind of build something and see kind of the vision of what they might be looking for that would solve those problems? I would say yes, but I would, I would couple that with like two other things. It's kind of a mix of uh, multiple things. It's mm -hmm. definitely being able to listen to customer, but you know, coming from production, I mean, I started off when I was a teenager as a teen actor, I did voiceover and weird things. I have the voice of a child. So, you know, I did voiceover <laughs> and things like that. So, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, and then I moved into production and I did everything from PA and first AD and directing. And it was, it was part of it was it just my knowledge of the industry and understanding what I hated, you know? And then bringing that when I hear a crew member, I'm, I'm thinking from the crew member's perspective and their boss's perspective at the same time and trying to put that together. But then on top of that, this weird kind of blessing in all of this, the weird part of the secret sauce that comes into all of this is uh, my, my team, basically none of them come from a production background. Mm. And uh, my and, and as weird as this sounds is me being able to vocalize and describe something, they're not locked into a mindset of it needs to look like, you know, a time card needs to look like that, that grid on a piece of paper. Mm. They're coming in it is from a data mindset. They're, they're hearing what it is and they're trying to interpret the best way to get that out there versus of relying on old systems. So it's this really cool, our secret sauce is this really cool balance of A, focusing on production as a whole, understanding the customer, but not being locked into um, archaic ways, more or less, you know, things that are traditional. I, I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Be the one to pick up the phone uh, for your customer support. Um, that's been 
one of the most valuable things is, you know, the problem is if you do that too often, you'll go down, a, you know, a rabbit trail. But if you're, yeah. if you're the one, you know, hey, take a day a week for a couple, like a couple hours and pick up the support calls. And so um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Yeah, because like for me, like, uh, man, just if I understood um, the process, you know what I mean? A little better. Um, I think the one thing is, is, is uh, all of it for nobody, nobody is, I'm going to be real with you, unless you've run a multi-billion dollar company, even still, you're probably not qualified. And nobody's qualified to, to be a CEO for a startup. Nobody's qualified. It's, it's a learning process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you understand that, what you can do is you can come in and you can be humble. You can come in, you can serve, you can come in and you can, you know, lead in the appropriate ways and just being honest and saying, Hey, I don't know this, but I'm going to find out. Um, I think what I would give to myself is, you know, uh, look, look in the areas of how to, you know, optimize things for the people around you too, not just for your customer. Uh, So uh, your, your employees, your team and things like that. Um, I know if I, if we would have done that as a company, if we would have made that a priority from day one, uh, we would be where we are at, you, you know, a year ahead of time or more, you know, mm-hmm. um, just because uh, as a team, we're in a more comfortable space. So for myself or for any of you guys thinking about starting up a company, anything like that, think about the people around you and the people who are the employees around you and optimize for them as well. Um, it'll take time, it'll take money, and you will be stagnant during that time, but it's going to accelerate you so much further when you get steps down the line and just being humble and saying, hey, I'm not, I don't know everything in this. Uh, I'm willing to learn that will, that optimizing for the people around you uh, will help you learn quicker, <laughs> weirdly yeah. enough, because that you'll be, you'll be tackling problems as you go. Um, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Caleb, what does being a CEO mean to you? It's being a parent to a vision. You, you, you have this vision that you're setting out to do and it's your job to parent the family that's inside of that and lead them to a successful place, right? Caleb, I uh, truly appreciate that definition and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get overviewed and find everything out about you and what your team are working on. Yeah, um, you can find out more about our company at topsheet.io. Um, Honestly, I have nothing to sell, nothing to give. We're here to help. Uh, um, and if you know anybody in the film industry, um, send them our way. Even if they don't need payroll or anything like that, we're always lo- looking to learn and we're always looking to help people in any way we can. Um, one of our mission statements is uh, fostering communities, which doesn't make sense to most people. But uh, our, our whole vision is, is each set is its own uh, community. What can we do to make that better? And so, um, you know, any way we can help, anything that we can learn, we're always ha- we're always glad to do it. So, uh, yeah, you can reach out to me via topsheet.io. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we will have the link and information in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. But I, I truly appreciate you, Caleb, uh, for all the insight, the help that you gave to us as well, too, and, and fostering our community as well. Because I think uh, when you're able to give and you're able to see the fruits of those giving and, and the giving back, that truly uh, goes to an entirely different level. Um, I think everything that we're kind of putting our time and energy towards. So truly appreciate that again. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. 
Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO Podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.